Hello and welcome to the Luscious Living Podcast. I'm your host, Celine Vilgen, holistic nutrition consultant and the founder of Luscious Living, where personal growth meets wellness. Hey, hey, it's you and it's me and it is time for another Luscious Living Podcast I'm thrilled that you're here. Thank you so much for being with me on this brand new journey. And we'll look back 20, 30 years from now and be like, ah, remember when you were one of the first listeners? Yes. All right. So today I want to speak with you about being your own best friend. Now, this is something that is a lifelong and ongoing process for myself. And I can tell you that I used to be my own worst enemy. And I think at times we can all be our worst enemy, right? And if we're not careful, if we're not mindful of that. But I want to actually share with you briefly about myself when I was growing up and how different I am now using the principles that I will be teaching you on this call, I often get the phrase, Celine, you're so happy all the time. You're the most positive person I know. Do you ever get sad? Da, da, da. And I'm like, oh my God. And it's funny because I am a happy and grateful person. And I mean, of course, my partner and my family are the ones that see me when I am grumpy and some of my close friends. But for the most part, very grateful about life because I know what it's like to be on the verge of not wanting to live and wanting to and actually being very upset about, and I would say it like this, is like I would be upset that I was alive without my permission, right? Like it was, I was very much living at that, at that place. And even a few years ago when I was living in Vancouver, I was very much at that place as well. And I'll cover that on a whole other episode on depression and how I overcame my depression as well. Okay, so let's get into what I did to become my own best friend and really why I share anything about myself is so that you can do it for yourself as well. Why even become your own best friend and how to actually do it, which is the most important. Okay, so let's get into it. I, you know, some of you have met me, some of you have never seen me before. Um, And so now I'm a very outgoing person. I love public speaking. I love being around people, but it wasn't always this way. I was fairly excited about school as a young girl, but something started to shift when I was in fourth grade where I was very much, um, I guess, like the odd one out and the bullying got so bad where my parents had to be involved, the teachers had to be involved. And it was like what I always share, like it's, it was like the movies, like literally like around a bunch of girls and me in the middle or me off to the side and it was not fun and I'm not going to go too into it. And I have no, um, victimness or feeling sorry about myself about it. It just is what it is. And I knew, I do know that it affects a lot of people in their adult life from being bullied as a kid. And there's 
going to be ways that I talk about it that I have overcome that as well. Because at that age, we're very much developing our self-talk and our relationship to others, what other things think of us as well. And so because I was more so shy and I wasn't like the most attractive kid either, didn't know what to do with my hair. I have very curly hair now and um, I didn't do any sports. I, to be honest, I was a quitter and everything that I did, I just quit, especially sports. Like I did soccer and I signed up to be a school patroller and I just quit. And, um, and so anyway, that doesn't build self-esteem, obviously. And what happened when I was in eighth grade, I started to notice I would get excessive sweat. This is something we called hyperhidrosis. Okay. So I'd start to, and, and some people get it from their face or their palms. I would get it in my armpits. So no matter what I wore, I would have huge, embarrassing stains, uh, no matter what I wore. So I would just try to wear baggy hoodies constantly because you typically couldn't see it through a sweater. Um, and I just remember how horrifying it was. I also, you know, mentioned in a past episode that I had a lot of acne as well. I had the herbst appliance, which was to change my jaw structure, a jaw expander, braces, spacers, all of it. Okay. Um, and so I was, I did not have a good time. And and the, the, at the time they said the only way to stop that excess sweat was through Botox. And my dad, thankfully, is more of a natural kind of a person. And so he didn't want that. So I just lived with it. And I was so mad, of course, at the time. I didn't understand why. And now, thankfully, I understand. I'm very grateful that I did not do Botox on my armpits for that. And I completely understand for those that do. Of course, now I look back and it's related to anxiety and related to our cortisol levels. Okay, Um, And that's something we can get into as well. Um, but yeah, so then that started to carry on by the time I was 16, I was doing self-harm. Um, this is, it's like an interesting topic because I'm like, how far into it do I go? Like I was injuring myself using objects. We'll just say it that way. And I would use my legs because people were not going to see my legs. I did not want to attract attention on my arms at all. Okay. And then of course, um, at 16, I started to consume cannabis every day, some other substances as well, because I didn't know how to deal with the, um, the emotional challenges that I had. Right. And I really don't think we talk about this enough, even as adults. And it is really a part of my mission to provide tools and techniques to understand ourselves better and actually have healthy emotional regulation. Because I do believe this is where addictions start to come in as well, because we suppress it. And that's where my binge dating came. And if you listen to a prior episode on that as well, I'll link that for you if you haven't tuned into it. So. Yes, I was suicidal at that point. I was depressed. I was abusing substances. Um, And of course, and some of you know, I've talked about this before, but then that developed into an eating disorder in my 20s. And so I never knew where I fit in into the world within my family. And don't get me wrong, I had a very loving family. I am so grateful for that. So it has nothing to do with them. Um, It was just what I was going through. And even I think back in high school, I didn't like walking alone, even though I spent a lot of time alone. And some of you are probably thinking like, "Ah, 
it's just so funny because I think about myself then. I'm like, that is a very different person, right? I didn't value myself. Therefore, I didn't attract amazing relationships that valued me either. This is friendships and romantic. And so I honestly thought that's how life was going to go. And I find that people who experience depression or even suicidal tendencies have that thought of like, where is this going to go? How much further can I take this? Okay. So I did not like being alone. I did not like myself. I didn't even look in the mirror in my own eyes ever. Okay. And so that was really me in a whole other lifetime, really. And so it wasn't until that breaking point when I was at the depth of my eating disorder and I looked in the mirror and said to myself, people who love themselves don't do this to themselves. And that really began my journey into liking myself, okay? Because love was so far of a stretch. I hated myself back then. And so love was like, whoa, (laughs) right? And so that really started the journey. And I read a book called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay, which completely changed everything for me. It really started to talk about self-affirmations and the way that we nourish ourselves and, and, you know, and it was very powerful and I was embarrassed by the cover. So I never read it in public, but it was my version of the Bible, to be honest. Okay. And so I recommend that book if you do find yourself in a place of struggle. And so I look back now and obviously this is an ongoing journey, but now I love spending time by myself. I love knowing myself because the better I know me, the better that my relationships are, the better that I realize that circumstances and challenges are there to guide me, to help me grow. And when we have that mentality and that attitude, life becomes a whole lot more magical, right? We, we, if we're on our own team in life, we can do anything. And that's the attitude that you begin to have, right? And so if you're in a position where you're like, eh, kind of in a middle standpoint with myself, or even if you have a great relationship with yourself, I want to share with you some tips that can help you to become your own friend or best friend, okay? And so before that, I want to share what ends up happening when you do become your own best friend. You end up having the confidence to be who you know you are meant to be, that potential inside of you. You end up dressing more confidently You end up enjoying your experience of life. You end up having greater health, better relationships with others, stronger and more powerful romantic life. You end up earning more money as well. I find that my confidence and income earning capacity go up at the same time. Okay. And if it were not for increasing my confidence and value and worth, I would not be dating the man of my dreams right now either. Okay. So. Let's get into some tools, tips, and guidance on being your own friend, okay? And so the very first tip is to get honest with yourself about who you are and where you are and where you want to go. Put it on paper. I don't want this like Google Docs BS for this, okay? Writing is the most powerful alchemy there is. So get honest with yourself. Where are you at with your finances? What about your health? 
What about your relationships? Get very clear. Make a plan. Get it all out on paper. I know you don't want to see it. None of us want to get that honest with ourselves because it's uncomfortable. But if you want to love yourself, you must sweep all the crap under the carpet. Okay? So make a plan. Put it in your schedule. And just do one thing at a time. If you are in debt, look at how much you are in debt. Look at how much your payments need to be. I want you to cut expenses. Like get hardcore. You don't need to have your Netflix then. Learn a new skill to make that money. You don't need to have the meal planning like service if if you just spend like an hour watching TV instead and you don't meal plan. I'm being a little harsh and it's and it's out of love and respect. I'm putting my coach hat on right now, but really, and same with your health. If you have um, some sort of health condition as well, you want to get healthy, maybe you want to be more fertile, you want to have less brain fog, whatever it is, what are your steps? And honestly, I will just say right here, get help with it. Really, like I offer my sessions. I constantly have people emailing me to thank me for uh, their better sleep, their better energy, um, no PMS symptoms anymore. They're able to be better with their partner and their kids not yelling at their kids because they're not fatigued constantly or right on the edge of their their patients, right? So if it's not, obviously it's not me, go, go see a naturopath, go see a doctor, go see a massage therapist, whatever it is, just take action because nothing is going to get done through meditating or visualizing it. It has to be both. We live in a physical and a spiritual world. Okay. All right. And then I want you to create the vision of who you want to become and how you desire to dress, to act, to be. What does your ideal day look like? You know, you'll hear this over and over again. And when we work together as well, I always go over this and this is just so important. Okay, so get very clear on this and write out your ideal day. What does that look like? And how can you do one little thing that gets you towards that every single day or three things, right? And then I want you to establish the beliefs you need to have about yourself. This is so important because all our existing beliefs are created from our past thoughts. And usually those are ingrained from Again, like whether it's being bullied or teachers or parents, whatever it is. So if you are thinking, well, no one in my family is an entrepreneur, so I don't know if I'm good enough for that as well. I don't know if I'm smart enough. Um, I don't know if I'll ever lose weight. I don't know this. I have a lot of women say, I don't know and ask questions. I'm like, you're so powerful. You actually do know. And so what are the beliefs? Do you want to have the belief that you're a strong, capable woman? Do you want to have the belief that you're sexy? Do you want to have the belief that you're smart? Do you want to have the belief that you are worthy of everything that you desire? Write that down, okay? Over and over and over again. Say it to yourself over and over and over again. Act as if you are already that and you will start to see that that's who you become, okay? And then I want you to have a new relationship with discipline, Okay, so discipline is a form of self-love. When we talk about self-love, everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to eat some Oreos and watch Netflix and take a bath. Like while most of that is pretty nice, discipline is the truest form of self-love, discipline and honesty. Okay, 
And so, and of course, this is my opinion, but I'm sure that you're here because you resonate with this. So I discipline myself because I love myself. I used to have zero self-discipline and that self lack of self-discipline made me not trust myself and made me not like myself, made me not believe in myself. But once you say I am doing a thing and I'm, and I'm committing to it, you end up building this muscle within yourself that is saying, yes, I trust myself. Yes, I'm reliable. Yes, I'm disciplined. And the thing is, you don't have to like it. I don't like waking up early every day. I don't. Okay. And there's times I mess up on that. I snooze. I'm like, I sleep sleep in like an extra bit. Right. Or there's times I don't want to go work out, but I do it. There's times where I don't want to wake up and, and work and I do it. And it's because I love myself and I have a, a mantra for myself. You can feel free to use. I just say disciplined mind, free spirit, because I used to think discipline was like, a form of like too structured and there's no freedom and there's no fun. There's no spontaneity. And I'm a very spontaneous person as well, but freedom exists in structure. I am telling you just, you know, whether it's you waking up or whether it's a discipline of working out, whether it's a discipline of networking, doesn't matter what it is, but set a very small discipline for yourself and prove it over and over and over again. James Clear and the book Atomic Habits says, every action you take is a vote for the person that you wish to become. So once you have defined who you're becoming with this vision, what are the votes you are taking? This is something, um, the next point is something I really have been taking on even more recently is dressing and grooming like you love yourself, like you're, that you're your own best friend, okay? And so you want her to look put together and polished and clean and hygienic, right? And so I used to, again, think that just like what I wore was more superficial and blah, blah, blah. Like I didn't want to spend more than $20 on or whatever, like $50 on a pair of pants or something or a t-shirt. And obviously there's a time and place, but when I started to invest in quality material, in silks, in cashmere, in wool, I'm like, oh my God, this, this, this design is even made better. I look better. I feel more confident. And then that's when you start to go out and do great things. That's when you put on your best smile and you do kind things for others. I mean, not that you have, you can't do that when you're wearing sweatpants, but you know what I'm talking about. Okay. So take a look at your, your nails, your hair, your skin. Is there anything you can upgrade there? Can you file your nails a little bit better or put on some clear polish or get a manicure? Maybe it's getting your hair done or colored and you know you're overdue. Like do the things that make you feel beautiful and confident. Of course, these next two points are so important because everything begins on the inside and that is speaking lovingly about yourself and speaking lovingly about others. Where we judge other people is where we are most ashamed of within ourselves, And I know that might sound like instantly resistant or like an instant no, but I just encourage you to look at when you judge someone else, where do you also have that within you? And this is, I'm just going to share, like sometimes I will share if someone is rude or inconsiderate and I'm like, oh my God, like how do you live like that? 
And honestly, I look at all the times where I have been rude and inconsiderate, especially to myself, to the people that I love. Um, And the thing with being inconsiderate is that we're often ignorant to it, right? And so be open to looking at where do you portray those habits that you do not like in others. And I know for myself, especially on the weight release journey, I would see a beautiful woman with a beautiful body and I would be so jealous. I'd be so envious and I would be like, gosh, she probably has no life. She probably just works out constantly and doesn't eat and I love to eat. And But once I started to realize, because I used to do that with money and now I see people with beautiful cars and houses and I'm like, oh, like bless you. Good job, whatever you, you know, you have business you have created because what the law of compensation is that the more value we add into the world, the more that we are compensated, okay? Not always material, but typically if we add value to the marketplace, we will receive value in currency in return, typically, okay? And so, and then I start to realize, well, I'm not doing the same thing with like beautiful, gorgeous women, right? I was feeling envious, and once I start to say, wow, she is gorgeous and even giving compliments, like I love your shoes, you look amazing, I start to admire and appreciate these women, I started to become more appreciative and loving of myself and funny enough, having other people tell me the same, okay? So life is very much this mere um, reality. Of course, I want you to eat and move to nourish yourself like you love yourself, This might include planning out your meals, planning out your workouts, going and having your workouts according to your cycle. This has been life-changing for me because I would do the same workout, which is typically at the gym, heavy weights, and one week I would kill it at the gym, and the next week I would feel like crap because I felt like I went backwards. But once I started to realize that according to my hormone cycle, I can have appropriate workouts, like my follicular phase, that's when it's more, a little bit more cardio, less high intensity, and then the ovulatory phase, I can do the long runs, I can do the high intensity, and the luteal phase, I do more strength building. I start to get more results, start to feel really good, start to have just like, yeah, the results, I just start to feel good. That's really what I ever look for, right? And so I do have the painless period guide coming out very soon. So head over to the link in the description to actually sign up to be one of the first to know. I will be having a ton of amazing bonuses for the people who end up purchasing the book as well. It's going to go all about the different phases of your cycle. And the next two points is to stand up for yourself and to be brave and go for it. I have found that when I use my voice to empower myself and others is when I feel also the most confident. And sometimes I want to not say something because I don't want to rock the boat. Or I don't want to make, to make things uncomfortable. But once I start to voice my opinion in a kind way, my desire, um, you know, I'm just going to share, for example... Sometimes even I'm, we're in, in um, COVID times right now as of recording this. And, you know, sometimes I'll see someone I know down the street and give me a high five. And I start and I was high fiving and I didn't feel comfortable about it. And then finally I said, hey, let's just do like an elbow bump. Right. And it, at that point, if the other person is uncomfortable, it's really not up to me at that point. 
right? And 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 how I make myself feel is also um, so important. And again, this is not like, oh, I'm going to say whatever I want to say and I'm going to feel good about it. It's more about being selective. And again, I know you know the difference, okay? And then to point out the last tip is being brave and going for it. The truth is we're going to feel uncomfortable when we are in transition. We're going to feel uncomfortable when we're going for our goals, when we're being disciplined. And the key is just to be comfortable being uncomfortable and just going for it. Like putting on the queen crown that you have and really going after the the goals and the habits and the disciplines and the thoughts that you know is guiding you towards the woman that you're becoming. Right. And so we must 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 leap a next level, another level of frequency or vibration to get to that point. So that must mean we also need to think and act to that um, same level as well. Okay. So I sincerely hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please let me know if it helped you. Um, send me an email at hello at selenevilgen.com. Share it with me on Instagram and tag me at underscore luscious living underscore. Love to hear you and see you in your stories or your feed as well. Um, and I look forward to seeing you for the next episode. Sending you so much love. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please give the show a five-star review if you feel like you learned something new today. All of the mentioned links will be in the show notes. And also, are we connected on Instagram? Find me over at underscore luscious living underscore and come say hi. See you next episode.